Oh, my loves, I have a gorgeous guest for you today, Elle McPherson. I'm so excited. My third podcast, and I'm already interviewing a legend. She is the founder of Welco, a premium line of nutrient-dense supplements for the entire family. You guys definitely would recognize her on the cover of the magazine. She's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated six times, still holds that record. She's been in many films, including acting as Joey's girlfriend on Friends, which I'm kind of jealous about. (laughs) And she has a blessing. She has a heart of gold. I'm really excited to introduce you to her. We are going to talk today about how to achieve physical, emotional, spiritual, and mental balance in today's world. Welcome, Elle. What a treat. I'm blushing. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, This podcast is all about how to live a fantastic life. And from the outside, it would appear that you've lived a fantastic life. Like my vision of a supermodel is that you're like popping champagne bottles in Monte Carlo or something. Was it always easy or was there, tell us your journey a little bit. Yeah, that's such a great question, Nikki. I I, I think that aside from, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s in the fashion industry, I believe that you know, we were all angels mm-hmm. and it's almost like some higher power said, okay, who wants to go to earth and experience ego and sex and drugs and rock and roll and heartbreak and lust and relationships and mortality um, and humanness. And I, I feel that, you know, our our journey of life has been, this journey from this sort of space of just experiencing the world and all its forms through the heart. So mm-hmm. we, 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 so I've done it with bells on. There's a long answer to a short question, which is I've done it with bells on. And not only because I was in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. you know, I've experienced so much in my life. I'm nearly 60 now, and I can honestly say I've had a life beyond my wildest dreams And, you know, some of my greatest nightmares as well along the way, um, or at least they felt like it, Um, and whether they be relationship or health struggles or, you know, bankruptcy or, um, you know, divorce, heartache, um, I've experienced it all. But what I'm learning is that every, every experience is an opportunity to learn and it um and you can take the learning from that into your new experiences and so that nothing is lost no time is wasted and no experience is ever lost because we apply that learning to the next experience and it makes it all the more valuable so yeah lots of sex drugs and rock and roll uh (laughs) champagne popping in monte carlo yes take that box (laughs) Studio 54 uh, in the 80s, tick that box. Yes. Uh, rock stars and movie stars and, you know, the Concorde airplane and, you know, you name it, I've done it. And today I live a very simple, uh, humble life close to nature. I love and it. that's where I'm happiest. Isn't that beautiful? Uh, what would you say was your most proud, the proudest thing you've done personally or professionally? I mean, pride is a funny word, really, it is. isn't it? Um, True. I, I, the thing that that I, the biggest blessing in my life is the birth of my two sons. Of course. And um, 
And I would even say, I remember with my second son, I did a water birth with no drugs. And I actually birthed him myself. I, I, you know, he crowned and I had some, a little bit of assistance, but basically I, I, I eased him out of my body in the water. And I remember having him on my chest as he took his first few breaths and thinking, how extraordinary that my body created this other human being that I had just released into this world and watched mm. take his first breath. And um, and I did it in a, such a peaceful way. I didn't, there was no pain. I breathed all through it. I had a wonderful labor doula and we meditated and did breath work the whole way through. And um, we worked with the contractions so that the, the breath work worked with the contractions. I had done a special diet, actually a no sugar diet, no wheat diet um, prior to my birth for a very long time. So the contractions were more manageable uh, because wheat and sugar tends to block the um, messaging from the brain to the cervix. And so the pain comes from the cervix trying to dil dilate, but the brain is not giving the message to the cervix to dilate and it gets blocked through wheat and sugar. So anybody who's looking at having a child, I would highly recommend if you want to have a natural birth or even not, cutting out wheat and sugar as, as early into your pregnancy as you can and sticking with it because your birth um, journey will be much easier. Wow. So I remember thinking, I cannot believe I've actually just done this. And he was born in two hours. Um, and my my first child was born in, took 48 hours. I had an epidural. It was extremely painful, but it he was the, when I saw him, my heart swelled with so much love. I could not imagine that mm. I had lived 35 years because it was 35 before I was pregnant or gave birth to Flynn. How could I have gone through my life without loving the way I loved the minute he was born? Uh. It was like that unconditional love was birthed from me at the time that he was born. And I was like, oh, my word. This is how we're supposed to live. Right. We're supposed to love like this. And I and I wanted to love everybody like that, <laughs> you know, um, with such an unconditional understanding. <clears throat> and I still aim to love people like I love my children, which is allow them to be them um, and not judge them. And, um, you know, it's not always easy. We, we seem to be able to do it for our children, but why can't we do it? For everybody. So <clears throat> I guess I would say the most poignant moments of my life have been the birth of my two sons for various, for, for different reasons. Beautiful. I've recently been realizing that not only do I judge others, but that's also an indication of how much I'm judging myself. Of course. And we live in a society where uh, a lot of girls judge themselves based on what they see in magazines. Right. So what would you say to a girl that looks at a magazine, a picture of you and your gorgeous beingness and your beautiful body, what would you say to her if she then turns and, and to herself and, and is, doesn't think she's good enough? Well, I was that girl, right? I would see my own photographs and didn't think I was good enough. Um, and I judged myself um, terribly through most of my career. 
um, to some extent, it was very helpful because I was able to be quite detached with my image, almost like it was a third party, like it was a brand that I was building. And so I was able to kind of look at it and go, okay, you know, the hair needs to be a bit more like this, the body could be a bit more like that. I was able to kind of distance myself um, from the image and see it as a piece of collateral that I was using to create a business. Um, and I developed that skill over time. But when I first started, I was just so uh, um, hard, harsh on myself. And I think that's a very good point that you say about, you know, when you're judging somebody else, you're also judging yourself. I believe life is a reflection. And what we see outside is what's really going on inside. And if you want to heal being judged by others, you first of all have to heal judging yourself. And, um, you know, I've come to understand that there is no right or wrong. There's just, you know, light and mm. um, and experience. And, um, and I've learned to be very much more gentle on myself and therefore I'm more gentle with others, um, particularly my children. You know, my children have suffered from my commitment to perfectionism that I needed to have as a coping mechanism as a child. And uh, and I thought it was a virtue. I mean, mm. you grow up with this concept of, you know, being perfect. I was in a job that demanded, commanded that I be perfect. And so I, it was sort of a, it was a standard of excellence. It was a motivation to do better. It was what I made my money from, being, you know, adaptable and and perfect no matter what the situation was and so you know it, it ruled my life for a very long time and it was extremely painful and then I projected that onto other people my children mainly so I think that they've got some healing to do around that and uh, <laughs> poor kids what would you say to a girl who compares herself to the you in the magazine and feels not good enough <laughs> I compare me to me in the magazine and feel not good enough too. So I can, I feel you. Um, yeah, listen, I used to, but first of all, you know, social media is, is a double-edged sword. Um, the incredible thing that we have today and, you know, remember when I first started modeling in the eighties, we didn't even have digital film. It was all kind of, um, cameras and you would take thousands of images and they were in rolls of film and then they would be developed and then the photographer would painstakingly go through each photograph and choose the best one for the light for the movement for the realness of the moment there was very little retouching it just was what it was captured on film today and there was a quite a stereotypical beauty that worked with that type of filmography um Today, what I love with social media is that we all have an opportunity to express our beauty in different ways, to show what we find beautiful, whether it's a recipe or a, a plant or a sunset or mm -hmm. your children or yourself or fashion that you're loving or makeup that you're loving. We can share what we are finding in beautiful or what we're inspired by, and we can all lift each other up with our discoveries. And we're also able to be our unique selves you know, everybody is different and everybody has different qualities and 
um, we can show ourselves in our most unique and beautiful way. There's no one stereotypical beauty. When I first started modeling, if you were not blonde hair and blue eyed, you didn't get on the cover of a magazine. And today we see this wonderful multicultural um, and fluid um, sexuality, uh, fluid gender, um, uh, men, women, all, all sorts of people on the covers of magazines. And I find that really wonderful. We also have lots of, you know, filters and apps that can kind of, you know, smooth you and make you into an avatar, if you wish. So you become sort of a digital digital rendering of yourself. And um, that can be very confusing for people. And whilst it may be sort of aesthetically beautiful, um, it there's a disassociation, a dissonance between what truly is and what you're seeing. And when we fall down the gap of what is real and what is not real, that dissonance, that's where we find ourselves very unhappy, I find. And so I try to keep it as real as I possibly can. How did you? What are some of the practices <clears throat> that you can start to love on yourself more and be more accepting of imperfections? I think when we rise above the physical um, details and we start to, when I say rise above, I really mean go inside and start perfecting a meditation progr um, a program or a spiritual program. And when I say perfecting, what I mean is being disciplined about it. I'm committed to journaling, meditating, um, breath work. Um, that what happens is when our inner beauty starts to glow through nurturing it, it shines on the outside and we attract people in a different way. People are attracted to us in a different way, that inner beauty, that love and light and um, depth starts to radiate and people see you as being beautiful. Yeah. Um, whether they're not looking at the quality of your skin or the color of your eyes or the color of your hair or your complexion anymore. They're looking at who you are as a person. They don't even know that that's what they're sensing. Mm. And I also think that wellness is extremely important. You know, I've built a whole business around the importance of being well on a cellular level because it affects everything in your life. When you're well, you can. You can do anything you want mm. in your life. And so, um, you know, it's been extremely important to me that I advocate for inner wellness through supplements um, that uh, help provide an alkaline body through a plant-based diet. I'm raw vegan. I, I think that is, a, you know, it's important for me. It doesn't work for everybody, but for me, that is part of my high vibrational food source. Um, Love. And I, I, I really advocate for beauty starting within and when I say within it is um, nurturing your cells on a, a cellular you know nurturing your body on a cellular level through high quality nutrients like we have at Wellco nurturing your spirit through um, love and friendship and uh, service and nurturing your your mind through meditation and nurturing your emotions through through connection with other people and connection with nature and connection to yourself. And when we combine those things, I think we radiate on a different frequency and yeah. people are attracted to us 
uh, in ways that they can't even explain. Wow. So well said. So well said. It was a mouthful, wasn't it? No, it was absolutely brilliant. You tapped on everything. Um, the other, the one and only thing I could add is that when you have those judgmental inner thoughts, to catch yourself very quickly and point out what you love about yourself. Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Well, you gave me a clicker, uh, which I've been clicking, you know, every time I feel um, an anxiety come up, I click and I go, you know, the universe is on my side. Everything is turning, always turning out for my highest good. Everything is always turning out for my highest good. The universe is on my side. My life is shining through in the brightest way, you know, and I replace that um, energy uh, with the energy that I actually want. In fact, you know, so I, I believe that the best way to create the life that we truly want is by focusing on what we want and withdrawing our energy from what we don't want. Right. So um, it, I'm anti-nothing. I'm pro-something. So I am pro-health and well-being. I'm pro-connection. I'm pro-nature. I'm pro-bodily autonomy. I am pro-love. Um, uh, yeah. And every time I withdraw my energy from what is not serving me in my life and, and putting my energy into what does serve me, I see what serves me magnify. In AA, we say... Focus on the solution, the solution gets bigger. Focus on the problem, the problem gets bigger. Right. It's very simple, and it's so true. And But it's not only just focusing on the solution. It's withdrawing, consciously withdrawing your energy from what is not working for you. Um, and that takes some discipline. So if you've got a guy that you're obsessing about, you know, one of the, there's a part of, part of it is, you know, the steps would be, how can I love myself? How can I nurture myself? What beautiful foods can I make for myself? What sports can I do? And withdrawing your energy from them. Don't be looking at their Instagram. Uh, don't be checking where they are. You know, so it's it's a combination of nurturing yourself and withdrawing your energy from what is painful or what is not serving you anymore. Yeah, so true. So true. You tapped on Welco before on your incredible products that you have there. You've mentioned quite a few reasons why you've aged so flawlessly. Mm. Um, would you say the nutrients are the biggest factor? As it yeah, Welco was an interesting journey for me. So I was turning 50 and I started to, and I had always been, you know, doing, I've been interested in health and well-being. In fact, when I was younger, we called it sport and fitness. So I'd go to the gym and I'd work out and you know, I weighed a certain weight and my body looked a certain way and, you know, my skin was tight and taut and, and I kind of did fitness, you know, to, to make sure that I was in good shape for modeling. And then as I became pregnant, I started to change my diet and to change my perspective on well-being so that I was nurturing my body in the best possible way to nurture another human being. And then I was breastfeeding. And so I changed my diet again so that I was eating nutrient foods uh, that would make the most best quality breast milk and avoiding foods that were difficult for baby to, you know, to digest like broccoli, um, garlic, red peppers and those kind of things. So I started creating a breast milk uh, protocol and, you know, you have to have a very high fat milk, um, which means you need to keep weight on your body. 
instead of trying to, you know, most women try to lose their weight straight away. I didn't, I, I kept that weight on. So the quality of my milk was very rich. So much, my babies would grow well and then my milk wasn't so acidic. And then after I stopped breastfeeding and I was changing my lifestyle again so that I was losing weight after my pregnancy and then I had another pregnancy. So all along I've been kind of interested in health and well-being as it relates to my business, as it relates to being a mother. And then I was interested in how do I nourish my children? What foods do I give them? Or how do I prepare them? Are they steamed? Are they organic? I had one child who was a vegetarian one who was a ricetarian, he only ate rice. Uh, just, I was like looking at how to nurture them. And as I was arriving, you know, into my 50s, I was doing the same things I'd always done and they were not working. So my body started to change. I started to put on weight. I was sleep deprived. I was sugar addicted, coffee addicted. I was sleeping four hours a night. My skin looked terrible. My body felt out of shape. I was sluggish. I was depressed. Um, I was not motivated to do any sports or the sports that I was doing. I couldn't see any response to my body. I was tired. Um, my skin was dry. My hair was brittle. My nails were breaking. And I just was like, is this it? Am I going to be like, you know, fat and 50 and frightful? And <laughs> I have to figure out what's going on. And so I researched and it led me to Harley Street in London where I met Dr. Laubscher and I went to see her and I remember taking all these supplements and saying, this is my lifestyle. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I take all these supplements. I do everything I've always done. And I feel like crap. What's going on? She said, well, first of all, the supplements you're taking are synthetic. And so your body's not absorbing them. Second of all, your diet is a mess and you're adrenally um, depleted. And after years and years of running on empty, and I, and it's there's nothing wrong with you. We just need to uh, get you to be more alkaline and we need more water, more sleep, more plants, and a different attitude. And within two weeks, um, she put me on this green powder, actually not green powder, that were a, a series of capsules that were vegan capsules. And I started um, like, and I changed, made some lifestyle changes, and my everything turned around within a month. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I I became, like, the girl I was when I was 35 wow. or 40, you know. Like, I just, everything changed. My skin, my hair, my I lost 10 pounds in a month. You know, just everything turned around. And I was so in awe of the changes in my body that uh, I said to um, a friend of mine, I have to share this with other people. You know, there must be people that were suffering like I have. And by the way, and I said to Dr. Laubscher, by the way, all your capsules, I don't want to be taking capsules every three hours. I want a bioavailable powder that I can take once a day. I want a one and done. So she put 50 ingredients that all talk to each other, that work as a team to amplify the power of the ingredients into this one green powder. And it's called the Super Elixir. It's a green powder you take once a day. And I started taking this and my life changed. Wow. Everything changed. My sugar cravings diminished. I started making better choices for myself. I had more energy in my life. I was sleeping better. I was feeling lighter and brighter. People were saying to me, you look beautiful. I felt beautiful. I felt inspired. Um, and what I realized is that the nutritional makeup of my cells, the support of the 11 systems of the body, were being profoundly supported by mm -hmm. these nutrients. 
And so I started functioning normally. Like the body can heal if you yeah. give it the right environment. And I was giving it the right environment and my life had changed. And I, and I started to realize that this was a higher calling for me, that this was not about just healing me, but sharing that uh, discovery, if you will, mm-hmm. that, that, that uh, with, other, with other people. And that was the birth of Wellco. And so now we create a series of supplements uh, that are ingestible, what we call ingestible beauty, beauty uh, through wellness. So wellness products that support your um, you know, inner beauty and outer beauty. So we have our super elixir, which is our you know, 43, 50 ingredients, a super powder. We have a clean, lean protein powder, which is an organic pea uh, protein and chocolate and vanilla. We have the kids protein plus greens. So it's the all their greens plus their protein as a supplement because I had a child that was very picky and he was not eating properly and I really knew that I needed to supplement his diet in order for him to thrive. Um, Did you see the change in him? Oh, my God, he still takes it. And he's wow. 18 years old. Wow. Um, and then I have, uh, we have a, these uh, Welco skin capsules that are for people who don't want to take a powder um, and that are just, you know, uh, 17 ingredients just focused on the skin, all greens, vegan green capsules, non-GMO, organic, um, that focus on your skin. We have a collagen product coming out, which I'm really excited about. And um, we have a sleep tea for anxiety. So we have this kind of wellness regimen for people who are looking for support in our lives. Now, you know, we should be able to get all this from our food, but the reality is modern farming has depleted our soils. We have no longer the minerals and vitamins that we used to have in the soil that feeds our foods. And we do need to supplement, I believe, in order to have a healthy, a thriving body. And if we have a healthy, thriving body, we have a healthy spirit and a healthy attitude and we're strong and capable. We can do anything in our lives, but we need to be well first. Right. So true. Yeah, I love that you said you made better decisions. Yes, absolutely, because I was clearer, yeah. you know, and I was feeling better, yeah. you know, and I was able to focus on what was really important. Love it. It's true. I mean, I'm a vegan as well, and I tend to stick to about 10 or 12 fruits and vegetables that I always eat, and you actually need a really wide variety to get all of the nutrients and the tens of thousands of phytochemicals. You need a wide variety of, of fruits and vegetables. So I love that you're doing this. That, that's wonderful. Yeah, and we don't always find it in the food that we eat. We don't always have the, um, especially if you're eating seasonally like I do, mm-hmm. there's not, you know, not everything is available. And I like to eat locally sourced, good seasonal, you know, organically farmed food that I get from the markets. And, you know, the compromise is that it's, you don't have the stuff flown around the world. You don't have uh uh, all the all the nutrients or maybe all the fruits and vegetables all year so we do need to supplement in my view love it what was the biggest learning lesson from your health challenges that the body has the capacity to heal mm. if given the right environment yeah that uh spirit um peace Meditation, um, love, are great healers. Mm. Uh, that um, it's a simple process. We complicate things. 
It doesn't have to be complicated. Uh, and in fact, if we keep it very simple, we usually see very quick results. Love that. Mm. So true. It's so true. I mean, I've witnessed it. With, um, my mother helps people with all sorts of issues and um, both of us. And she works more on the body. I work more on the spirit. Mm. Right. And uh, but it You're takes a great that, pair. <laughs> great team. It takes that combination where you, you take out the toxicity, you give the body the nutrients it needs. But then you also have to take out the toxic thoughts. Yes, absolutely. Right, and it's it's the well. Tra- what what I believe it's about it's about um, transmuting the uh, the toxic mentality. That means that we're kind of alchemized. We take those that energy, and it's not that we suppress it or push it away or try to get rid of it, but we 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 turn it into like a chemist or like a like an alchemist, like a magician. We turn it into the creative self-supporting, loving uh, spirit that um, supports us into growth and evolution in life. Love that. Can you share your daily, your morning practice? My morning practice is I wake up first thing in the morning when I feel myself waking up. and I sometimes wake up with anxiety um, and I have to, before I even open my eyes, I start to breathe and I start to do a gratitude list. Um, You know, Thank you for this new day that I'm having. I am um, capable of everything I choose to do. I am loved. I am self-loving. I, you know, and I go through my list of things that I'm really grateful. Thank you for my discipline and my ability to um, discern, you know, what is right for me. Um, and and, And so I sort of do some kind of affirmations and prayer before I even open my eyes. Then I um, I have a meditation that I do, a guided meditation. So I try to put that on before I even look at my phone or anything like that. I put on the guided meditation and I sit up in the bed and I put my hands on. I do some Reiki on myself and I do the guided meditation. Uh, then I get up, scrape my tongue uh, <laughs> um, and put in my contact lenses and make a celery juice. I drink 32 ounces or 16 ounces of celery juice before anything else. I go through phases. Sometimes I would wake up and do a hot water and lemon, but at the moment I'm going through a celery juice phase. I have to mix it up, otherwise I get bored. Mm-hmm. And for a long time there, I would do wheatgrass shot on an empty stomach. <laughs> Don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> so I do a celery juice, and I try to have that celery juice in the sunshine. So I put my pineal gland, close my eyes, and I put my sun, my third eye up to the sun early in the morning, like 7 or 8 in the morning. And I take off all my clothes, and I sit in the sun, and I drink my juice so that my body gets vitamin D, and I nourish it with a very mineralized juice like celery. And then I will usually have... Um, I'll do some yoga stretches and breathing just in the sunshine. And then I start my day. I'll, you know, I shower. I, um, I like to do dry body, body dress, brushing. Um, I shower with non-toxic products. I um, listen to music. I dance. I drink juice. I make juices. I um, dress comfortably, nothing too restrictive on the body so that the lymphatic system has a chance to get working um i sit at my office i drink a lot of water throughout the day and i drink probably three vegetable juices throughout the day uh i mix it with you know plant-based product a chai pudding salad um 
chocolate. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I live consciously. Mm, I love all that. I love that you start with gratitude. And that- I have to because I wake up so anxious sometimes. And it's the only thing that um, stops me going down the rabbit hole. You have such a fabulous life. What makes you anxious? Oh, well, I do, as we know, it's never what's going on on the outside. It's right. It's what's going on on the inside. So I, it's that, I mean, sometimes it's just simply, um, am I on the right path? Am mm. I doing what I'm supposed to be doing in my life? Am I, um, where can I be more helpful to others? Where can I be more self-loving mm. with myself? Where have I let myself down? And how can I transform that into being more self-supportive? Who needs my support today? Um, and it's really, really kind of like, it's a real consciousness about living my life in the most authentic and aligned way possible. And that takes discipline and it takes courage and it takes commitment. And sometimes I get afraid that I'm not living uh, my highest truth. And, um, yeah, and, you know, it could be simple things like, ah, I have so much to do today. How am I going to get through? What have I got to do? You know, there's definitely that. It's not just all higher consciousness questions, but it can be as simple as I've got to do this and this and this and this, and I've got guitar practice shit I haven't practiced. You know, I really want to be learning that song. I've let myself down. You know, I can go into that rabbit hole wheel thing too. Um, but it's very important for me to stay in the light. Mm. But it is a conscious effort that needs to be made on a daily basis. It doesn't just come to me. But the more you practice it, the more it does come easily. I am a big advocate with asking the question, how can I be of service today? Yes, I think that's extremely important. And that can be to your audience. It can be to your sons. I have a client. I I said, start your day just asking, how can you be there for your wife today? What does she need from you today? And how can you serve her today? Yeah. And ever since he's done that, their relationship has gone through the roof. And it it can, if you just ask the question, you don't try and rationally answer it. And it comes. The answers come. The answers come. And that's why I like meditation. So People think, oh, I'm going to meditate and then I'm going to get the answers in meditation. My response is this. I meditate and the answers don't come through meditation. They come throughout the day. I'll get a vision. I'll get an idea. I'll get a concept. Somebody will call me. I'll know exactly what to do. I'll make a decision on something that might have been more difficult, but then I found it really clear and easy. I ask for clarity all the time. I say to the universe, universe. Show me the next right step. Make it so clear to me that I can't miss it. And I promise I'll act on it. And every time I say that mantra, things become more clear. Yeah. Um, so meditation is just a state of, of, of lowering the cortisol levels in the body enough to be able to hear your highest self at the time that is required. It's not like I meditate and it's like a magical process and it's like all the answers come. They come throughout the day. Yeah. And it's a compounded 
clarity that comes, a compounded connection to your higher self and a compounded connection to your heart. I believe in using your heart as a compass. Mm. You, you can't see your reflection in running water. And therefore, it's very important to slow down so that you can see what are the next right steps. You can't see reflection in the running water. I love that. Yeah. And that's been a big motto for me for a long time. Absolutely love that. The importance of stillness. Can you share, final question, Mm -hmm. can you share one juicy, fun story from your supermodeling days? Oh, my word. (laughs) Um, Juicy, fun story from my modeling days. Was it all that we kind of envisioned? Oh, it was. I mean, look, the 80s and 90s were incredible, and we were at the top of the game. You know, the, the fashion industry was really a combination of the music industry, the film industry. It was glamorous and you know, models went out with rock stars and um, they were like the new movie star in many ways, you know, larger than life, iconic. It was very, it's very interesting because back in that time, the, the more distance, the more iconic you were from your public, the more successful you were. Today with social media, the closer you are to your, to your community, the more successful you are. How interesting. And um, at that time, you know, we were, I, we were, we were pedestal princesses and, um, you know, you would mix with everybody and anybody and all doors were open to you. You could do anything. I mean, I made, you know, 10 movies in Hollywood. I wasn't an actress. I met kings and queens. I met politicians, presidents. I, you know, I, I had the most extraordinary life and education that has been the foundation of the woman I am today. I'm so grateful. And there's so many stories. I wouldn't like to isolate just one. But... My, one of my very first jobs was uh, in St. Bart's, and I was there, and Billy Joel was there. He was on vacation, and Whitney Houston was the other model with me for Glamour magazine. And Whitney Houston, at that time, wasn't singing. She was modeling, and she, but she had a little demo tape that she gave to Billy Joel and said to Billy, you know, do you think I could be a singer? And he played it in a cassette and he said to me, you know, this girl's going to be a star. Wow. And, you know, and Christy Brinkley was there. Um, and Billy, of course, they went on to have a, a long love affair and, and a child together. And, um, you know, Whitney, we know her story. But, you know, it's extraordinary when you think of the journey that um, how, you know, and in Congress having these people together and where their journeys come. And that was just normal in, in those times, you know. It was normal to to hang out with such a variety of people. How incredible. Mm. What an incredible life you've lived. I have. I've done so many wonderful things. Closed the Olympics in Australia. I was on a float in the year 2000, I think, Uh you know, um, for the closing of the Olympics. A big float like that was like a camera lens, 30 floors up, and I was catwalking up this camera lens. And... um, you know, when I raced, I did the hosted Saturday Night Live. I, I, I was, which was amazing. <laughs> I made movies with Barbara Streisand and George Clooney and Batman, and I was Joey's girlfriend and Friends. Yes. And I, um, that one I'm jealous of. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had so many incredible movie experiences. I played Anthony Hopkins' wife and Alec Baldwin's lover in The Edge. I, um, 
I traveled the world. I've had two sons, one born in America, one born in England. Their dad is French. We, uh, you know, I'm Australian. We lived in New York. We lived in London. We lived in, you know, I lived in L.A. for a small period of time. I just, I've, and now I live in Miami. I've, I've just had the most extraordinary life. And every phase of my life has been a wonderful opportunity for personal growth. And um, I'm so grateful, so grateful. And I'm grateful to you for having spent the time talking with me today, Mickey. Thank you so much. And I just wish you all so much love with what you're doing and sharing your light and love um, for your community and inspiring people with your wonderful um, energy and your insights and your wisdoms. And you know, just thank you so much for including me in your podcast. Oh, it's such a treat. You're such a blessing. Thank you, Will. Mwah! I love you. <laughs> Bye, you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in, my loves. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure you subscribe down below right now so that you get notified of the next episode. You can also leave me a quick review. That would help my ratings so much. And you can join me on Instagram where I share a lot of health tips on raising your physical well-being at drnikki underscore talks health. And lastly, you can join my community where I share my favorite mantras and meditations and inspirational quotes that will raise your vibration and expand your consciousness so that you can start manifesting a truly fantastic life starting today. You can do that by texting I want in to 512-488-6013. All of this information will be in the show notes, but just know that I am here for you. I want to hear from you, and I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Sending you so much love. Big hugs.